No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Ark of God is moved to another city in Israel, and the nation laments after the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. After having the Ark of the Covenant in their possession for seven months, the Philistines sent it back to Israel where it landed at Beth Shemesh. But many of the people of that city died when they looked into the Ark. We continue today in 1 Samuel chapter 6, verse 20. And the men of Beth Shemesh said, Who is able to stand before this holy Lord God? And to whom shall it go up from us? So they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kirjath-Jearim, saying, The Philistines have brought back the ark of the Lord. Come down and take it up with you. Then the men of Kirjath-Jearim came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab on the hill and consecrated Eleazar, his son, to keep the ark of the Lord. So it was that the ark remained in Kirjath-Jearim a long time. It was there 20 years. Kirjath-Jearim was one of the cities of the Gibeonites who were Canaanites who deceived Joshua and the elders of Israel when they were conquering the land. They pretended to come from a long distance, so Joshua made a treaty with them. When Joshua discovered that they really lived nearby in Canaan, then he made them woodcutters and water carriers for the congregation. The Ark of the Covenant remained at Kirjath-Jerim for 20 years before Samuel began his public ministry. It would remain there an additional 80 years until David would finally bring it to Jerusalem. And all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. When the ark of God was captured by the Philistines, the glory of God left the tabernacle in Shiloh. Psalm 78.60 says, He forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent he had placed among men. The Lord was no longer dwelling in the tabernacle as he had done since the children of Israel were at Mount Sinai for the Ark of the Covenant was separated from the tabernacle. However, Samuel was a true prophet and judge in Israel, and God spoke through him. Therefore, the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. The Hebrew word can also be translated, stayed loyal to the Lord. It describes the heart of one who longs for the presence of another, as when your heart aches because you're separated from your loved one. May I suggest that these are the headwaters of any genuine spiritual revival. As I observe our nation today, I am thoroughly convinced that the only hope for our nation, the only way to reverse the tide of moral depravity, violence, division, and confusion, is for there to be a spiritual revival. And that will only occur if people lament after the Lord. We must long for him and him alone, as someone would long for their fiancé, spouse, or child who is estranged or separated from them. If we will draw near to him in this way, 
then he will draw near to us. And he alone can solve the problems of our families, communities, and nation. Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you return to the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtoreths from among you, and prepare your hearts for the Lord, and serve him only. And he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So the children of Israel put away the Baals and the Ashtoreths, and serve the Lord only. God requires fidelity as a husband requires fidelity. He had exclusive rights to Israel by covenant. And they willingly entered this covenant back on Mount Sinai. They knew that if they would have Yahweh as their God, they could have no other gods before him. But they had violated that covenant numerous times. Now they were lamenting after the Lord, but they still were holding on to their Canaanite gods and goddesses. So Samuel said, if you would really return to the Lord, then you must put away these foreign gods, these other lovers, and prepare your hearts to serve the Lord only. Have we done this? Oh, we probably don't have little Baal or Ashtoreth statutes sitting on our shelf in the living room, but we may have an idol sitting front and center in our entertainment center, an idol is anything that comes between us and God. It is anything that keeps us from our worship of God or service to God. It can be entertainment, sports, money, people, possessions, sex, power, vanity, pleasure, education, food, alcohol, drugs, really anything that we put on the pedestal before God and before our loyalty to him. We are prone to idolatry, as were the children of Israel, especially the idol of self. For this reason, John closes his first epistle to the church by saying, little children, keep yourselves from idols. If we would prepare our hearts for the Lord in this way and serve him only, then he would deliver us from our sins and heal our land. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together at Mizpah, drew water, and poured it out before the Lord. And they fasted that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mizpah. Mizpah means watchtower or place for watching. And there were several cities by that name. This one was in the land of Benjamin. It is possible that this was the seventh month, the September-October time of year, for that is when the Day of Atonement and Feast of Tabernacles were celebrated. The Day of Atonement was the one day of the year where God commanded them to fast. And part of the ritual of celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles was drawing water and pouring it out before the Lord commemorating when God miraculously provided water for them in the wilderness. At Mizpah, they confessed their sins against the Lord. Likewise, I have found that it is at the place for watching that I confess my sins. Jesus said, Watch and pray that you do not fall into temptation. As I seek the Lord in prayer and ask him to search my heart, it is the Holy Spirit who examines me. He reveals to me sins that I didn't even know existed. 
Why does he do that? So that I may confess them before the Lord and be cleansed, forgiven, and set free. If we will judge ourselves in this way, then we won't be chastened by God. Verse 7. Now when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel had gathered together at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. Now this is typical of what happens when you decide to follow Christ. The enemy, Satan, launches a counterattack. He wants to distract you and discourage you from following Jesus. He wants to sift you like wheat. He wants to intimidate and bully you so that you will back away from your commitment to the Lord. Therefore, we must cry out to the Lord as they cried out to Samuel. Jesus Christ ever lives to make intercession for us before the Father in heaven. And he is the mighty God who binds Satan, the strong man. So, I like to say, when the devil starts knocking at your door, just say, hey Jesus, it's for you. Keep following hard after Christ. And don't be afraid. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. Now, as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a loud thunder upon the Philistines that day, and so confused them that they were overcome before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and drove them back as far as below beth Car. Samuel knew that atonement needed to be made for the sins of the people, so he offered a lamb as a burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel prayed to the Lord for Israel. What an example he is of the praying servant of God. Psalm 50:15 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Even as Samuel offered the lamb, the Philistines drew near to make war against Israel. But the Lord thundered against them with such a loud thunder that it confused the Philistines so that Israel defeated them and drove them back. I believe that when we gather in Jesus' name and worship him, pray, and teach the word of God, that it confuses the enemy. It drives him back. It empowers us to take new ground away from Satan. Verse 12, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen, and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. If you've ever sung the hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, then you've come across this word Ebenezer. Here I raise mine Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come. In some of the modern versions of the hymn, they delete this verse, probably because people don't know what an Ebenezer is. But verse 12 is where it comes from. Ebenezer means stone of help. It was a memorial stone signifying that the Lord had helped them to that point. I believe it is important for us to erect such virtual memorial stones as this. 
This is what Robert Robinson was getting at when he wrote the hymn. We need to often remind ourselves that God has brought us safely to this point by his help. God's past faithfulness to us demands our present trust for today and tomorrow. So have you raised your Ebenezer? When was the last time you reminded yourself of the wonderful things God has done for you to bring you to where you are today? So the Philistines were subdued, and they did not come any more into the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Then the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron to Gath, and Israel recovered its territory from the hands of the Philistines. Also there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. God brought victory over the Philistines and peace with the Amorites because... Israel renewed her commitment to the Lord. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went from year to year on a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, Mizpah, and judged Israel in all those places. But he always returned to Ramah, for his home was there. There he judged Israel, and there he built an altar to the Lord. Samuel was the first known circuit judge judging Israel in various cities and trying the cases that came before him. But Ramah was his hometown where he built an altar to worship God. My prayer for our church, community, and country is that we would all long for the Lord, knowing that those who seek the Lord with all their hearts will find him. The people are blessed whose God is the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we will see where Samuel's sons refuse to walk in the ways of their father. Israel wants to be like the other nations and demands a king. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.